0: Baseball money is fake on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $100, and get $100 at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet Sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WYNNBET. State restrictions apply. We're also brought to you by SGPN's Big Game Squares Contest, a thousand dollars prize pool and completely free to enter. Just go to Sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash squares to enter today. We're also brought to you by SGPN's Big Game Bingo, fifty seven dollar SGPN gift card for every bingo hit, exclusively on the SGPN app. If you're going out to be in Arizona for the big game, make sure to check out Sports Gambling Podcast live show at the Ainsworth Thursday at 11 a.m. Register today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash big game.
1: Welcome to Baseball Money is Fake. A fantasy baseball podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. We are back again, day two in a row, and I absolutely love it. I've been looking forward to this all day, talking more baseball. I had so much fun doing our rankings yesterday. As always, it is Blake Meyer, joined by my man, Ryan Gilbert. How you doing today, Ryan?
0: Doing good. Yeah, Friday night show here, Friday, Friday evening for me, Friday afternoon for you. We were saying before last show, it was so long before since the last podcast, and now it's been what, about 24 hours here? Excited to get back into these rankings. And uh, I don't know if we're having another debate like we had last show with uh, Jazz Chisholm there, with uh, that you're still defending that <laughs> on Reddit and in the Discord <laughs> and everything. But I think there could be some uh, some some arguments, some disputes here at, at third base.
1: That is a hill I will die on. Jazz Chisholm is the number two second baseman. I have my <sighs> reasonings. That if you really want to know him, if you, said, you can go back if, and listen to yesterday's.
0: If you said third best and put him behind Altuve, I think you, you'd get a little more people like, OK, I can see that. But overall, Altuve is, is too much.
1: The vibes were the deciding factor. <laughs> he, the does have the,
0: he does have the vibes over Altuve. That's
1: you great. know, we're big on the vibe here. Uh, but dude, it is cold as hell here. I just want to throw that out there. I think oh, there's a storm coming.
0: it's freezing here, too. I, I think it was a high of like 25 today and even even lower tomorrow.
1: Oh, never mind. Okay, it's a little colder (laughs) than it is here. It was like 30, uh, like 30 for most of the
0: day. That's still freezing.
1: It's cold as hell. And then when I almost got home earlier, the wind was blowing like crazy. So I got everything charged, everything ready to go. I'm ready for this uh, evening (sighs) with the girlfriend, going on a nice little date tonight when she gets home from work. It's going to be a happy Friday.
0: Yeah, uh, that, that, sounds, that sounds great. And, um, yeah, we've seen a lot of lot of link, clicks on our link tree after last episode. Oh, Make yeah. sure you check that out. Linktr.ee slash baseballmoney. It's also in our Twitter bio there, at uh, Fake Baseball on Twitter. Still one of the uh, coolest names there on Twitter. Make sure you check us out there. And you subscribe to the podcast on the Baseball Money is Fake feed, wherever you listen to your podcast there. If you're listening on the SGPN and feed it. that's great. But also subscribe to baseball money is fake. Helps us grow here as baseball is uh we're going into the baseball season with uh, pitchers and catchers just a few weeks away.
1: No, yeah, we are having one of actually not one of we're having the best podcast day ever that we've Ooh. had. We appreciate everybody listening, all the new people that we got coming in, checking us out. Make sure you subscribe to get more of this quality content that we are pumping out into your eardrums. And I'm also so ready for pitchers and catchers to report. There's baseball. I was talking to a bunch of people today about how it's a little less than a month until I will be in Arizona, beer in hand, baseball in front of me, and I will be the happiest man on planet Earth.
0: We gotta get you some like baseball money as fake stickers for there, just stick all over, pass oh, out just, and, and just do some guerrilla gor- marketing there in Arizona at spring training. Uh, I I wish I was going with you or I wish I was going down just spring training in Florida, even though it is in Florida.
1: That's a really good idea. I already plan on bringing my hoodie, which I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it's getting March in Arizona. I don't think I really need my hoodie, but I'm going to bring it. And I just saw that in the merch store, we have hats now. I feel like that was probably your doing. I didn't know that those were up yet, but we've got hats and beanies in the merch uh,
0: store. Yeah, the, the beanies, Uh, I, I was looking at it. I asked our guy for it. He said he's going to do some do some uh, test orders to see how they fit. And then we're going to – will probably going to order a few because uh, the T-shirt came, as I said, yesterday. Fantastic T-shirt. Oh, I, oh look at those hats. I, I did not oh, yeah. see them. That's, oh, yeah. that's nice. I, I like it. I like it.
1: I need to add one to my uh, little collection I got going. Okay. Speaking of collections, I got a collection of third baseman that need to be <laughs> talked about on this episode. How was that for a transition? Well, as uh, I mentioned on my previous episodes, well, I do my, my Fantasy Pros rankings, so we're going to break down our third base rankings this episode.
0: Before we get into that, let's uh shout out WinBet, which is the official online sportsbook of the Sports gambling Podcast Network. WinBet's active in a bunch of states, and there are tons of ways to win, including live betting and same-game parlays, also known as WinBet's Build Your Own Bet. The big game is here, and WinBet has you covered. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. Ready to play? Sign up today to receive a special offer: bet a hundred dollars, get a hundred dollars. Limited to state availability. And of course, if you hit the biggest long shot parlay of the week, you get a thousand dollars free credit. There's so much to choose from. All you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com/winbet so they know we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com/wynnbet. Offer so to change in terms of conditioning to one.com. 20 or older and presently state where playthrough is available. If you some of those a problem, call 100 522 4700. And if you're going out to be in Arizona for the big game, make sure to check out SGP's live show at Ainsworth Thursday at 11 a.m. Register today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash big game. The show is free and you'll all be able to watch the show and have some drinks with the guys at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash big game.
1: Go hey, hang out with Sean and Kramer. Enjoy a couple of drinks, some laughs, maybe get a couple of betting tips, and then uh, go ahead and throw on our podcast and give us more of a listen. Yeah. We got this is episode thirty-two, so we got lots for you to catch up on. Unless you're a day oneer, I mean, if you're a day oneer, good for shout, you. Shut out the
0: OGs, yeah. hell yeah!
1: But speaking of number ones, day ones, <laughs> I, I'm trying. I I reached a little for that one, but we'll go with it. Uh, we're doing these third base rankings. We have them. Do you have yours tiered again? Um, not specific. Uh, kind of, yeah. Okay, okay. so we got we got our rankings. We got our tiers. I'm just gonna say, like all the other episodes that we've done for our rankings, you can go back check those out. We've done catcher first and second now. This will be third base. I think we both had the same third baseman as uh, number one overall. I hope so. I hope so too. Joe Ram.
0: Yeah, J Ram there in uh, in uh, Cleveland. It's uh. You know, I was going to come in, come into the show guns a blazing, saying J-Ram first overall no matter what, but third base, <laughs> we talked about first, show, third base is a little bit deeper than, than we initially thought. There are a solid top eight or nine, as long as you get either one of those or someone after that you're comfortable with. It, it's a deeper position than I thought, but it's still, I think he's still in the top three players that I would take. Maybe judge Soto over him, but then Ramirez, I passed on him last year for Soto. That kind of screwed me over, but yeah, even better lineup now for Cleveland. As we say every time we bring up a Guardians player, off of 126 RBIs last year, 103 RBIs the year before. Just he 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 just keeps doing it.
1: He really does. He's an unstoppable force. He does everything well, especially uh, his barrel rate dropped this year, and he still had incredible production. Like it dropped to six point six percent, which I mean is eleven point one the year before, ten point two the year before that. And even his exit velocity went down 87%, but more walk – or ooh, not more walks and strikeouts. I got those mixed up. 10% walk rate, 12% K rate. He's a points league god. Like he, I drafted him last year, and I have never been more happy with a, a draft pick in my entire fantasy baseball life than I was last year with Jose Ramirez. I might have been, I guess, if I took Judge. Just because it's hard to not like sixty-two home runs, but yeah. yeah, like he's he's so good. He does everything well. He hardly chases the ball at all. He makes excellent contact, ninety percent zone contact rate. MLB average is eighty-two percent. So he he does everything. Like I, I don't even know what else to say. Like there's not really anything bad to say about him because he, he steals bases as well. Like he's fast. What did he steal last year? Twenty bases. One, two, three, four, fifth three, four. Fifth year in a row, he stole double-digit bases. Even 2020, he stole 10. Every other year, is 20-plus. So, average, power, doubles, total bases, stolen bases, hardly strikes out, walks a lot. He's the complete package.
0: Yeah, uh, NFBC ADP in the calendar year is 2.94, behind only Trey Turner and Ronald Acuna Jr. I, I was still in best ball mode when I said Judge and Soto, top two, but... Yeah, I mean they're they're still top ten players, but yeah, he's clearly the best uh, third baseman here. But it's I think we may may start our debate here at, at number two. Who, who do you have uh, second overall? Oh boy,
1: okay, so I have Manny Machado.
0: Okay, I also have Manny Machado. Uh, that, that, Hell
1: yeah, I know I'm right. I'm realizing who you're thinking I was gonna say there. They're coming. They're yeah. coming. But I got Manny Machado. <laughs> last year, why you got Machado too?
0: I'm Machado to too. He's been doing it over and over since, uh, and he went to, San, went to San Diego and free agency. We're like, why are you going to, why are you going to the Padres? And now we're seeing why with, with him and, and Tati's Jr. And now they have Soto and, uh, Nelson Cruz even there, Cronenworth. Great lineup. Uh, over the past two years, total, he had 60 home runs, 108 RBIs. Just, you're going to get your 30 home runs, 100 RBIs, hit 280, 300 for you. Not too many steals, but not, not very worried about that in many of my leagues, but, Full year, full year of Soto. Hopefully, close to a full year of uh, Tatis Jr. there as well. And Machado is just going to be in the middle of it all, hitting, hitting runners in and getting on base for the guys behind him.
1: Yeah, I feel like these, at least these top two are pretty, pretty chalk. Obviously, like I have, I have Machado at two because I have him as my twelfth overall, as well. I have, overalls are weird because like Otani's number one. Like, But he's just kind of in his own tier. Like, Otani is Otani. Mm-hmm. But then I have Trey Turner, and then after Trey Turner, I got Jose Ramirez. And then I got Machado at 12. It's my only two-third baseman I have in my top 12. But mm-hmm. hits the ball hard, good barrel rate. He struck out a career worst last year, 20.7% for the K rate. But whatever, like 20 is still not bad at all. That's below mm-hmm. league average, which is 22%. Excellent hard hit rate at forty nine percent. He does everything: doubles, home runs. Doesn't steal like you said, but yeah, good average. It, it's a pretty easy pick. Like I feel like that's that's a pretty that might be the easiest one and two we've had in these entire rankings so far.
0: Uh, not according to the NFBC ADP. There is there is someone between these two guys uh, at, at their second overall for third base. So we'll get I think to him. That might be my number three. Very very well could be. Uh. But, yeah, Ramirez, Machado, you both know what you're going to get from them. I, I would almost – I prefer Machado uh, as in the second round to Ramirez in the first. If you can get him there, I think any of these next few guys we talk about, if you can get him in the second or third round, you, you're going to be pretty happy.
1: I Yeah, I agree with that, actually, because he will he's one of those second rounders that will put up first-round production, which, I mean, there's not that big of a gap between the two, but he's going to hit you 30-plus home runs. Hundred runs, hundred RBIs, and yeah, if you can get like somebody—I don't even know. Like I know you have Vladdy as a first rounder. Like if you can get Vladdy and then at the turn get uh, Machado, just back to back, boom, boom. That—that's a solid first two picks right there. Yep. So
0: or or possible with an uh, ADP, you can get Betts and Machado. That'd be that'd be that'd be a oh, fantastic man. one too. If you got like pick eleven and we able to get able to get those two, I, I'd be very happy.
1: I love that. Yep. I'm going to take as many shares of bets as I can, especially after our second base rankings when we realize just how mm-hmm. much better than all the other second base options he is. He might be my new first round target, which seems to change. I don't want to say daily, but like every time I do my draftings things that we do, these positional rankings who I want, like in the first round changes every time. Like yeah, I wrote what? that article for uh, fantasy pros about drafting a pitcher in the first round. And I was convinced there for a bit that I think I want to take a picture in the first round. Don't do that.
0: Yeah, I mean, th- you can target, like, if you have, like, first first three picks, the middle picks, and then late picks. You have, to have like, three, three guys on your mind. And speaking of three, who do you have, uh, number three, at third base? I got Bobby Witt, Jr. Yeah, pl- please explain the Bobby Witt, Jr. Uh, hype and phenomenon to me here. Because I understand he's, he's a good young player. He, he had great numbers last year, but... I don't see him being the second-best third baseman by uh, ADP of 9 on NFBC. Uh, It's because
1: he's essentially a Trey Turner light. Like, the only thing he doesn't do that Turner does is the average. But even then, he hit .254 last year, so not a crazy average, but he does not walk. Only 4% walk great, so his on-base percentage was... 294. Not very excellent, but he was the only player in all of baseball last year to score 80 runs or to score 80 or more runs, hit 20 or more home runs, have 80 or more RBI and steal 30 or more bases. And of everybody that played in any game last year, Bobby Witt Jr. was the only player to do that. So he's going to give you good production in literally every offensive category. And I can't even say he gives you bad production in, in average because somebody hitting 254 these days is actually a, like, it's a serviceable, uh, batting average. Like he he doesn't have to hit 300. He's just a jack of all trades that's not quite Trey Turner, but is very close to Trey Turner. And I think he's going to be hitting at the top of the lineup. So he, he, there's a lot to love.
0: I, I I see all that and and I agree with all that, but I, I just don't see him being especially ninth overall by uh, an FPC. But even he's in the mix here for for to this this tier of third baseman. He's this is like the next tier. I think J Ram has to be on his own because he's his only first round pick. Maybe put Machado close to that tier, but then it's like Machado down to seven or eight it can probably be in their own tier. And what's in there, but. I don't know. I I, I can't take Witt over over Machado we just talked about over these next few guys we'll be talking about because they've all they've all done it before. Yeah, I, I like Witt. He he contributes across the board, but the Royals aren't quite there yet. Still kind of a, a shitty lineup. Maybe uh, him and Pasquantino can turn that help turn that around. But I'm not putting putting too many too much of my uh my too many of wit shares here at at this uh, ADP.
1: Yeah, I, to be completely honest, I'm I'm not taking Bobby Witt in any draft. I don't think. Again, there's that disclaimer. Like, if he falls for like the third round, I'm gonna draft Bobby Wood Jr. Could yeah. At that point, I would love him on my team, but I don't have him as a first rounder in my top 300. I have number 14. Even then, I don't know if I would take him at the turn. I might take him at the turn. <laughs> I'm thinking this through out loud. It's a podcast, so it
0: he also right. had he I'm also yeah he, he had a weaker second half too, which is something we've I know we've been. Fairly big on looking at their their splits, so I don't know if there's something to that where other pitchers figured out him out. He got maybe more more fatigue because his, his power. He had 13 home runs in 88 games in the first half, and then only seven in 62 games in the second half. So average was the same, 254, 253, but maybe he lost some of the some of the power, some of the pop there.
1: Yeah, that's I didn't notice that. Yeah, I, that could have been fatigue, just because he—I mean, he was a rookie
0: last year, so—or—or or could it just be been a sixty game sample size. Like, like I, I feel like we sometimes yeah. we also put too much stock into this. Oh, this, this player had had a bad month in in August. Is was he was he slumping or something? It's yeah, he, he's still going to be solid here. Um, who do you have for? Is, is your four my three? Um, is it an MVP candidate?
1: Oh, it is. I know who? exactly who you're talking about. Austin Riley. Austin Riley at three. Yeah. Yeah. More chance to talk about him.
0: Love, love talking some, uh, Austin Riley here. Now coming off a, a 38 home run, 93 RBI campaign the year before I had 33 home runs, 107 RBIs, been a uh, top seven MVP voting both of those years. Hit 303, 273. Knows how to hit, knows how to hit for power. You can, uh, had 39 doubles last year as well to go with 38 home runs. Great Braves lineup there. Riley's gonna probably be the third baseman that, that I that I target here. Um, his ADP on NFBC, what we're going to is um, he's twenty. A
1: third rounder, isn't
0: he? He's twenty, player. so that's late second, early third. Yahoo is, oh, his preseason rank is thirty-eight, which I I absolutely Ooh. love him at thirty-eight, but. <sighs> They have wit, uh, preseason rank 15, Machado 17. So I, I, I would love Riley even at that price. Like I would take Riley over Riley versus Machado was the debate for me. Like I wanted to put Riley second, but I think Machado has, has a better, probably better floor and probably similar ceiling. Yeah. Riley, we've talked about him a bunch. MVP, MVP candidate still only, he's pretty young. What 24, 25 probably. So. Austin Riley has to be my uh yeah, 25, 26 in April, so he's my, he's my third best third baseman.
1: Yeah, and I completely get that I I almost put him third before we started recording this. I'm I've I've been moving Bobby Witt Jr. down. At one point I had him second, but I just to not to harp on him, but I I think the season he put up last year, I don't think like power numbers he can go much higher than that than the 20 he hit last year, but I think Austin Riley can, he's got like 45, 46, 47 home run power. So a dude that's already hit pretty much 300 in a season before, hit 39 doubles last year, 38 home runs. He's got the pot to go over 40. I mean, we've been big on Austin Riley for a couple months now. He's, he's my choice for MVP. I've already got money on it. I mean, the, the kid is a monster. And if somebody were to tell me that they took Austin Riley over Manny Machado, I wouldn't fight him on it. I think they're very close. I do agree. Machado, he'd been doing it a little longer. He's probably going to score a little more runs than Austin Riley. But, man, 15% barrel rate, 92.5 mile per hour average exit velo. His three seventy-eight XWOBA is sixty. 60- Three points higher than the league average the dude rakes
0: yeah i i, I just looked more into wit here he did have 33 home runs in the minors in 2021 so he he does have power I, I, maybe I, I didn't realize that maybe I, I i probably am disrespecting him a little bit second <laughs> overall pick from 2019 you know he he's, he has the pedigree he's he's shown that he can have a, a, pr- a pretty good if not great season last year but i i i I can't do that yet with with Riley and Machado and these these next few guys ahead of them.
1: I completely understand. These, these other guys are too good. So far, I think this is the most at least at the top. This is the most stacked rankings we've had yet, because all of these guys like I mean, we're four picks in for me, three picks in for you. And it's all guys that will go in the first two rounds, probably.
0: Yeah, and then um, my four is – this was three, four, five for me. And even six were even all – you could make an argument for any of them. Uh, even seven. I was looking more into him, and he could he can get higher. But my four is Nolan Arenado. Um, Cardinals are just a wagon right now with him and Goldschmidt and uh, Lars Nupar there and Wilson Contreras now. He's another – I mean, you know what you're going to get from him. What? 30 home runs, 100 RBIs, could possibly get more. Hit 293 last year. Plays plays good defense, stays in the game, like he's he stays healthy. He's another guy like like Machado, like like Riley almost where you know what you're going to get? You're going to get 30 home runs, 100 RBIs, average kind of fluctuates a little bit, but Arenado was once a first round pick, right? Especially in Colorado and and now Oh yeah. His ADP is getting down there, so if you can if you can get him there, ADP 32 or a little bit after that, I, I think that that's a steal.
1: And like back in the Colorado days when he's hitting 40 home runs a season, definitely a first rounder. Dang, he had seven triples in 2017. Big boy can move back then. Yeah, like he his stack has page is kind of odd. I mean, like he's a damn good player. I have him much lower. I had him at six, so I guess not really much lower. I got him two picks lower. Yeah. Got him at six. Uh, All these guys, for me, like, my tier one is my number one through seven is my first tier. So, like, it's all guys. I'm happy to get any of them. But Arenado gets you the batting average, gets you the home runs, RBIs, runs. He contributes in pretty much every category for, uh, like, category and roto leagues. He's what you're looking for. And even in points leagues, I mean, he only struck out 11.6% of the time, which is excellent. So doesn't strike out a whole lot. Hits pretty damn good off of every type of pitch, except for off speed. But people hardly ever throw him off speed, only 210. But he hit 335 off fastballs last year, just absolutely annihilated him. The dude does everything. Like, I feel like I'm saying that a lot, but it. It's so difficult with these guys to nitpick anything that like maybe be a negative. I mean, I guess maybe his age, but he's only thirty one, <laughs> and I'm thirty four, so that means that he is very, very, very young. Has a lot of life ahead of him. Yeah.
0: So uh, I feel like we may have the uh, the same five here then.
1: Is this another one of them rankings things? I got Devers at five.
0: Yeah, I got Devers at five as well. I I, I waver between having him higher. Thought about putting him even lower than this, but. I mean, lineups, it's a, definitely a worse lineup in Boston than it was last year without Xander Bogart and J.D. Martinez. But it's not that much worse. Not like Bogarts is an amazing power, great hitter, or J.D. Martinez definitely had a down year last year. So 27 home runs, 88 RBIs last year, hit 295. I think that's probably close to his four floor at this point in his career. year before, 38 home runs, 113 RBIs, probably his ceiling. So probably expect something between that. Ends up 30 home runs, 90, 95 RBIs, hits 285. You know, just just a step or two down from Arenado and Machado. So Devers, you know, maybe taking a hit PR wise, P- PR fantasy baseball wise, where people are like, oh, they don't have Bill cuts anymore. He's kind of by himself. Maybe he'll he'll go down a little bit, a little bit lower. But he's still 26. He should still be on the up and up here. I I, I wouldn't be shocked if he hit 35, 40 home runs. He, he did 38 two years ago. So. Yeah, Devers is a guy with a with a good floor and I think his ceiling is fairly high as well.
1: Yeah, he's one that I'm just a little I I questioned putting him lower just because I had him last year in my big money league and my issue was his second half was atrocious. Like his first half he was like the best hitter in baseball or one of the best hitters in baseball for the first half. And then at one point in the second half, I saw a tweet where somebody said uh Devers was on pace to be the first batter in m l b history to be in the top five in w r c plus in the first half and the bottom five in w r c plus in the second half like he hit three twenty four with twenty eight doubles and twenty two home runs in the first half and then he hit two forty nine with fourteen doubles and five home runs in the second half so that second half did suck greatly but, i mean he had a, an okay september and october he hit three thirty three but even then, the power was – he only had two home runs in 28 games. So I think that he got paid. He's going to play his ass off because he wants to be there, especially now that they paid him, and they don't have a whole lot of anybody else. They got to add a to to see if he ever <laughs> plays a damn game because he's always hurt. Uh, yeah, like they, they're just not that great of a lineup, and he's pretty much the king there now. So he's going to ball out. Just that second half last year made me a little nervous.
0: No, yeah, I didn't even notice his second half stats. Those second half splits are pretty crazy, actually. Maybe he had his contract on his mind, but also now that he's paid, maybe he won't be trying to not not that he's not trying as hard, but he doesn't have like that that pressure to to live up to. So I can see people letting him fall there as well. But yeah, uh, these these one through five I think are, are pretty solid for us. And then six, you said you you have Arenado. This is where this is where I have Wit. I mean, okay. It's a. It's probably the end of this tier. I just, I just maybe put him above Devers from from what I learned about him from looking up his minor numbers and stuff. Maybe comparable to Arenado, but I I can't put him above Machado or Riley in my top three. But yeah, that's a pretty solid top six. If I get any of those guys, I'd probably be pretty happy.
1: Yeah, and my tier goes. Just one more person after this. I think there's only really one more elite third baseman left.
0: No, yeah, actually, I I do have one more, one more initial tier. I had J Ram in his own as his own tier as a first round pick, okay. and then <laughs> and then Machado down to Devers, and then Wit in this next guy, in and a little tier like okay, uh, if I don't get one of the top five, I'm good with you these two.
1: Your your next has got to be Alex Bregman, right?
0: Alex Bregman has to be here. I mean, yeah, go ahead. Uh, I, I went off the off the last few, so you can uh, take <laughs> this one away.
1: Oh, yeah, Mr. Consistency. He is always good out there. Walks more than he strikes out last year. Thirteen percent walk rate, eleven point seven percent K rate. So, plays incredibly in points leagues. He only hit two fifty nine last year with twenty three home runs and ninety three RBIs, but he was a victim of the slow start. Thing we've been talking about for a few episodes now where that lockout that really kept the guys away from doing any baseball related activities with the team hurt a lot of guys and really, really got them off to those slow starts. And so hit 265 in the first half or sorry, 238 in the first half. What was Fangrash just showing me? <laughs> he hit 238 in the first half. That was wild. I said he played like 800 games. There it is again. Uh, <laughs> 238 in the first half he hit 233 in March and April 221 in May only two home runs in May but he killed it in the last half like in August he hit 362 with seven home runs and 22 RBIs in 27 games so he just needed he needed a, a slow ramp up into the season but he's gonna end the year as he'll end the year's top top 10 at the position like a guaranteed so if you're looking for one of those guys that you can draft and just be happy with all the time in your lineup it's going to be Bregman
0: yeah Bregman there I, I don't love Witt, so if I get but if if Whit somehow falls to me in a value spot I'll take him if Bregman falls to me I'll I'll, I'll happily take him and yeah I, I did not look up his second half numbers before those are incredible having more home run more RBIs in what 20 fewer games there Maybe I, I didn't I forgot that he broke his finger in, in the last game of the World Series. So maybe he has that inf- impacting Ooh. his off offseason. But it, it looks like he's supposed to be healthy by spring training, especially by opening day. But yeah, given given Bregman's second half and Devers second half, I may put I wouldn't be opposed to putting Bregman up at five and knocking Devers and, and went down a spot.
1: Yeah, I I like that. Especially we don't know what Devers we're gonna get this year, so I do like Bregman getting that little bit of an edge because for me they're not that much different when they're both like fully themselves. I mean, just looking at Bregman's career, in two thousand eighteen he hit fifty one doubles, thirty one home runs, hundred well and three RBIs while batting two eighty six. And when they struck out eighty five times. Like so he has like that top end ability. Granted it was quite a while ago, but He has the ability to be elite, so does Devers, but I would rather go for a guy that's coming off of kind of building up into a better second half than a guy that somewhat fell off a cliff in the second half going into the next season.
0: Yeah, I think Bregman's last season is kind of his floor, which is insane, given that he had 93 RBIs in a a down season for him, but yeah, still only 28, going to be 29 late March, so still... In the prime, not quite the downside of his career. So, as long as you get any of these like top top seven third basemen here, you'll pretty, be pretty uh, squared away. And speaking of squares, SGPN is giving away a thousand dollars in their Big Game Squares contest. It's completely free to enter. All you need to do is follow the Sports Gambling Podcast on Spotify and give them a rating. Then go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com/squares to enter for your chance to win a free Big Game Square. And also make sure to sign up on the SGPN app and get your own big game bingo card full of all your favorite big game prop bets. If you get bingo, you'll win a $57 SGPN gift card. Only catch is you must be subscribed to the Sports Gambling Podcast and NFL Gambling Podcast on YouTube to win. Free to play and exclusively on the SGPN app. You can use that uh, gift card to probably get a shirt and a hat for yourself to, to deck yourself out with some uh, money as fake gear.
1: Hell yeah. The the more people out in the wild that have our gear, the better. Oh, absolutely here. Yeah. I can't wait till I mean, it's never going to happen, but if there was ever a day that I was just like walking around <laughs> and I saw somebody in our gear, that might be the greatest day of my life. I mean, greatest it, day of my it, life, my son born, to would be second. <laughs> Who do you have next though? Because this is where my stuff gets a little I don't want to say wonky, but my 8th yeah. pick isn't is probably not your 8th pick.
0: Yeah, eight down. I think eight. Who I have at eight should definitely be in a top ten somewhere. Gunnar Henderson is I have at eight. Do you have? Are, are you that high on him?
1: I do not have Gunnar Henderson number eight.
0: Do you have him in your top ten? I do. Okay, I right, have him at so, ten. Yeah, that, that's that's probably I I'd be fine with that. putting my nine and ten ahead of him, but I think he's if I if I miss out on, on those top seven. Connor Connor's not not a guy I, I would mind getting here. We talked about in the past how he's pretty piss poor against left handed pitching, but still projected to hit 22 home runs um, next year. He does have that shortstop eligibility as well, which always helps you know getting those multi positions there. Only a small sample size last year is kind of what, what scares me away. S- same thing about Witt, even though he he has the pedigree and played, he played the full season, not only 34 games, but It's just seeing what he can do in a full year. If I get him, I would want to have him and get someone else that also is third base eligible a few rounds later, just to make sure I have the position covered. Yeah. And I
1: mean, Henderson still, he can still put up some counting sets. I want to see what he can do in more than a handful of games at any level. Cause he's going back to 20. I mean, he played 29 games in 2019 and then took the COVID year off. But then in 2021, he played at three different levels, A-ball, high A, double A. Mostly played it at one spot with 65 games. Same as last year, double A, triple A, MLB. Mostly played with 65 games at one spot. But he played like 100 in – quick math, quick math, quick math. Like 150 games last year, 150-ish. He had 23 home runs and 23 stolen bases. So – he has 2020 ability if you really dig deep. I'm not a fan of his splits against lefties, like you mentioned. That's why I only have him at 10. He could easily go to eight if I could see some kind of improvement on that in spring training. I think it might take a little longer than just like a quick off season and since spring training because he's struggled against lefties his whole minor league career. But it he can if he can make those jumps, he's in a lineup. And on a team that is going to put him in position to put up a larger mechanic stats.
0: Yeah, uh, absolutely. That's why I have him there at eight. I, I wouldn't be opposed to having him down there at ten, even even down at twelve. It's a uh, kind of a mishmash here. So who, who do you have at eight?
1: I have Yandy Diaz.
0: Ooh,
1: mixed okay. it up. I I don't know what his ADP is, but he's just somebody that's always so good. Like he hit just shy of three last year he plays in that good raise lineup they always have people on base he hit 296 walked 14 percent of the time only struck at 10.8 percent of the time like only hit nine home runs in 137 games so he's not gonna blow the doors off you with power numbers but 33 doubles which is pretty solid he's he he's one of those old reliable types if that makes sense, like he's not going to do anything overly exciting, but he's never going to kill you either. Like he's just good nonstop. And for me, like my eight through 11 are all fairly similar guys. So he's in that second tier of third baseman for me.
0: Yeah, his ADP is um, hopefully you're sitting down for this. Uh, Two seventy five is ADP on, on NFP value. It's uh definitely value there. He's not even in my in my top 12 or the guys I had written down on the side as like, okay, the, the, the next guys to take a look at. But on Fangraph's, uh, the bad X projections, if you sort by offense, he is number six. So there may be something to that. Like you said, he's reliable. He's consistent. You should hit for a decent average, get some power, put up counting stats in a decent lineup. So I'm not going to quite put him eight or nine or ten, but... I, I wouldn't mind pairing him, you know, with a guy like Henderson or someone else that we talk about later later the show.
1: Yeah, I mean, he he's not exciting, but 423 slug slugging last year with a 424 X slug, 296 batting average with a 288 X batting average, 48.6% hard hit rate. He makes good contact. Average X velocity was 92 miles an hour. So he hits the ball hard. I wish he would hit a couple more line drives, only 18.6% line drive rate, which is going to keep his up down. Although I think his up was like 320 this year. So if he could turn some of those ground balls, which he seems to be a pretty heavy ground ball guy, turn them into line drives, that'll help him a ton. And then, I mean, he could win a batting title. But that doesn't seem that difficult at this point because you don't have to hit like 370 to win a batting title anymore.
0: Yeah. Um I, I feel like we may have the same number nine then
1: again. Uh Muncie?
0: No, I I have Muncie at ten. I, I went with um Eugenio Suarez. Oh Seattle see? Mariner himself. Speaking coming, the vibes. Coming off back to back thirty one home run seasons, had forty nine home runs in twenty nineteen in Cincinnati. He showed he can hit in, in a ballpark like Seattle last year. He's going to hurt your average 236 36 last year, struck out 196 times. He's going to strike out a lot. He's one of these 3 true players. He's going to hit a home run, he's going to strike out, or he's going to hit the ball hard somewhere. And Suarez is probably one of the guys here I would feel completely fine having as my third baseman that's not in like the top, definite top or, or second tier. He's probably in this second or, or, or tertiary tier where, you know, if you get him great, If he's going to be – in that group of players, with Muncie with um, Diaz for me, with another Mariner, with with a few other <laughs> third basemen, where if, if you get them, if you get them in, in a middle round, you're you're happy enough.
1: I'm telling you, he is one of the most fun baseball players to watch. Just because look, we've mentioned it already on this one, we're big on the vibes here. Very big on the vibes here, and his whole motto is good vibes only. Everything he does is good vibes only. He's one of those guys that every time he comes up to bat as a Mariners fan, you're just waiting for him to hit a home run because it, literally he could take any pitch out. And it's so fun. He's going to be a 30-plus home run guy again. Uh, we don't – I say we like I play for the Mariners. The Mariners don't have like a, you, you a solidified
0: – that's, that's perfectly fine. You can say we.
1: You know, okay. We don't have a solidified DH this year because I'll be damned if A.J. Pollock is our – <laughs> Our main designated hitter, so he's going to get some run at designated hitter as well. Even though he played solid third base last year, like defensively, okay. it was the biggest surprise for probably all Mariners fans was Suarez's defense. But he's going to hit 30 plus home runs. He walks a decent amount. He walked 11 and a half percent last year, so mm. that helps for what it's worth. He still only had a 332 on base percentage, so not crazy, but the guy just hits dingers has fun playing baseball and he puts up good counting stats i have him all the way down at uh 13 Mm -hmm. i'm not sold on him at 13 he could be a top 10 guy because i know he uh broke the end of his finger towards the end of the year last year and it really messed up his swing there for a bit and so maybe without the broken finger maybe he's a 40 home run guy and he's done it before when when did he break
0: his finger he had nine home runs august 16 september october he had almost. I think it was. Home runs. I'm gonna, his, he had sixteen in the first half in seventy nine games, fifteen in the second half in seventy one games. I don't know if he got was you. like late late in the season, and like he had his last few weeks, he slowed down.
1: It was uh, September seventeenth. He fractured his okay, right index so yeah. finger.
0: A- after that, he he missed ten days, came back, did not homer again in the regular season at least.
1: Yeah. So. That I mean, he could have been a 40-home-run guy because he was killing it at the end of last year. 15 home runs in 58 games in the second half is nuts.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, so, I, I, I'm i surprised you don't have him in your top 12 just as a homer pick. I, I almost put Alec Boehm as 12 just to be a little homerish, but I I couldn't.
1: <laughs> I was waiting to see where you put him. Yeah. Uh, My number nine is Muncie, though. yeah we covered I got, Muncie I, I, at
0: I, yesterday. I, I got Muncie at 10.
1: Yeah, like... Like I said yesterday, I think much of his season last year is pretty much a throwaway season just because he had that UCL injury he was coming off of that zapped a lot of his power and things like that. And I think this year we could potentially see a massive improvement over the numbers he had last year. He still hit 20 home runs last year. So he's a guy that could end up hitting 230 with 30, 35 home runs again. And if that happens, easy top 10 third baseman for the entirety of the year. And he's got – dual position eligibility with second and third base, and second base is so thin.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's exactly what he did from 2018 to 2021, 35, 35, 12 and 58 games in 2020, and then 36 in 2021. Per season average of 40 home runs, 101 RBIs for a full 162 games. Muncy, like I said last show, um, he's going to be a guy I'm targeting definitely in the uh, in the middle rounds there. So who
1: is your number
0: what number are we on? Ten? My my Who's ten is Muncie and, and yours is Gunner. We talked about those two. Oh, that's and, right. Uh, that's right. My eleven is the other Mariner on, on this list. Ty France. Ooh,
1: copycat. You got him eleven too? I got him eleven too, but I think he could go way higher, but he had one interesting year last year. He started out the season as arguably the best hitter in baseball. Not even just first baseman. Like He was on an absolute tear at the beginning of the year. He hit, uh where is it at, 337 in March and April, and then 355 in May. That just absolutely turned the cover off the ball. And then somewhere along the line here, I swear it was in June, was when the injury bug just started really getting to him. And there was a legitimate stretch there where Mariners fans, like when he came back <clears> – <throat> Mariners fans wanted him benched like they did not want him out there because he became a black hole at the plate. Like in August, he was hitting he hit one seventy six with three home runs as his only extra base hits in twenty three games. So. It kind of he's lower on the, the list for me because of that second half and after the injuries and that sort of thing, because it wasn't even one injury like he had a couple injuries throughout the year, which really got to him. I want to see that March through May, Ty France come back where he had 36 RBIs, seven home runs and was hitting like three forty. If that comes back, that's a top 10 easy.
0: Yeah. You got to hope last year, which was his career best so far is, I mean, it is his floor and not just his ceiling of what he can be as a player. His year before 18 home runs, seven three RBIs last year, 20 and 83. So if he can get up to 25 home runs, 80, 85 RBIs will definitely be worth a top 10, top 12, th- third base ranking here. But, yeah, I think both of us having him here at 11 is, uh, is a solid spot for him.
1: Yeah, it's pretty fitting. He just hits too many ground balls to, like, 48% ground ball rate. Demand is slow. You can't, you can't be hitting nonstop ground balls all the time, be that slow, and be injured, and then try to play through all of it because – it's not a, a recipe for success, and I think he has a tendency to get in his head a little bit when he does struggle. Kind of like like when Kellnick struggles, Kellnick really gets in his head, and it really affects him. When Ty France struggles, he gets in his head, and it does affect him. It doesn't affect him quite as much, but it does. And if I can pull up the thing real quick, I think there was a one point last year his batting average with runners in scoring position was nuts. Let's see. This is excellent podcast talk. There we go. Uh <laughs> It is uh for the year. He hit 303 with uh men in scoring position and 310 with men on base. There was a point where he was hitting like 600 with runners in scoring position through May. Like it was absurd. Yeah, that, that, that,
0: that's incredible. Yeah, but I, 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 a- after I'm. I, I, my top ten I wrote down, and then I had this this list, and I went <laughs> down for eleven and twelve. But I, I did solidify France at eleven, and then twelve. I, I don't love him here, but H- Jose Miranda. I think he's a a young guy with a, l- a lot of potential. Twenty four years old, had fifteen home runs in um one hundred twenty five games last year. Year before in the minors, he had thirty home runs between Double A AA and Triple A in one hundred twenty seven games. So could hopefully see more of that type of season from him in the majors with the twins. But you haven't seen it yet. It's not something it's someone I'd be comfortable having as my starting third baseman.
1: Yeah, I ended up I was tweaking my third base rankings quite a bit today, doing like a lot of my research and stuff, moving people around. Miranda ended up at number 16 for me. Because I like him, but I Haven't seen enough to confidently roster him, and usually for me, anybody that's outside my top fifteen is somebody that I'm really just gonna—they'll be on my watch list. They probably won't Uh, be on my roster, uh, but
0: that—that—that's a great point. Like I'm ranking Miranda twelve, but but I'm saying I wouldn't be comfortable having him to start. He—he—he can't be my twelfth. Like we'll we'll talk about your twelfth, and then we'll go through these (laughs) other guys that are like probably equal, if not better, than him.
1: Uh, my number twelve is Matt Chapman. I love him out there in Toronto. He is going to zap your batting average. If you're in like a, a categories or a roto league, you're really going to need to find somebody to pair him with to make up for his batting average. Maybe like a Yandy Diaz pair him right there, but he hit 27 home runs both of the last, last two years. Good walk rate. He dipped his K rate last year from 32.5% down to 27, which is cool. He hit, only hit 229 though, but. As a top 12, I like a guy with some power that is hitting in a good lineup and is put in a position to succeed, and he kind of ticks all those boxes. Power, Blue Jays lineup, a lot of people going to be on base.
0: Yeah, I mean, you mentioned him before the show, uh, looking at his numbers, he's pro- he's definitely above Miranda for me. You're going to get 27 home runs, 70 RBIs, he may only hit 210, 220, but he'll get you those power numbers, get you some counting stats, especially... If that Blue Jays lineup can be can be pretty good, uh, I think I think it, it could be. So yeah, Chapman is among my, my list of many here that, that I considered for 11 and 12. And after talking through him, I think he's definitely worthy of at least 12th, if not 13th or ju- or just missed.
1: Yeah, because like when you get this far down, like this is I, I more than most seem to judge uh, upside with my upper. T- Your rankings too, which could come back to bite me at some point. I don't think it will. I'm very confident in my all of my (laughs) rankings. But when I get to this like 10 to 12 and then beyond that range, I tend to sort through guys by what their upside is at that point. Like Mm -hmm. I take the floor out of it because at that point your floor could be zero and you still are worth the same for like as everybody else there. But what is your ceiling? Like he hit 36 home runs in 29. Team, but that's also back in the season where they had the like rubbery balls that everybody hit <laughs> fucking 30 home runs that year. But like he, he has the power, he has the upside and that's really what I'm looking for.
0: Yeah. And then, and then I mean, after we don't have to go deep into any or any of these guys, but after these, I have like my, my list on the side was Miranda, Brian Hayes, Ty France Chapman, Alec Bohm, Brandon Drury, Josh Young in Texas, uh, Ryan McMahon, and of course field Justin Turner up there in Boston now with, with Devers um, looking at the other guys, Anthony Rendon, Van Graffs has some decent projections for him. He could be a, a top 10, 12, top 12, third baseman again, if he stays healthy Uh Josh Rojas for I traded to Arizona, DJ LeMahieu. I don't hate as a, as a bench utility guy can play first, second and third. So I think third base here, the, the draft strategy is probably get one of those top 6 or 7 or, or 8 and then either if you get a top top one you know ride steady with him or otherwise if you, get, if you get a later one maybe get one of these guys we're talking about now where'd you put your homer pick where'd you put boom i i i don't rank after after my top 12 i've I boom in in that group of guys pro- probably probably uh, 17 to 20ish it'd be down there okay. cuz last year definitely scared a lot of people off as it should i I want to see him get that power back i I
1: put him at fifteenth I put Jose Miranda at sixteen just because I liked Bohm's average and I mm-hmm. do like the the power that he's shown previously excited me a little more than Miranda and they had the same uh, dual position eligibility with first and third so I leaned a little more towards Bohm there but yeah like I've got uh, Justin Turner at 14, Boehm 15, Miranda 16, and then I go uh, uh, Ryan McMahon, Josh Young, Brandon Drury, Jordan Walker <laughs> at 20, and then I keep Brian Hayes and the rest of them after that. Yeah. little side note, I,
0: there was a point
1: where I got a little wild and I had Jordan Walker as my number nine third baseman. I was I
0: so like, excited for this show. <laughs> <laughs>
1: It, uh, when I woke up this morning, Jordan Walker was still my number nine third baseman, but I moved him down to 20 just because I, I'm 100% positive. He's making the opening day roster, but if, for me to put him in the top 10, he's got to be part of the Cardinals 40 man roster first, which means he's got to play in spring training first. So I can't really rank him in my top 10 yet, but it, it, I tell you what, as soon as I see he signs to the 40 man, he's, shooting up that damn rankings board of mine.
0: Yeah, Yahoo has him as as the 25th third baseman there. Uh, Rostered in 53% of leagues. I don't know how many drafts have taken place so far, but uh, what's his his ADP on an FBC? Let's see here. Very low, like 256 or something like that? 236, yeah. Just behind. Oh, Luis Luis Urias has second base, third base, shortstop eligibility, too. He's ahead of Walker. He's in the mix for a utility bench spot for me. He's ahead of Anthony Rendon.
1: I saw an interesting uh, Urias stat on Twitter the other day. And let me see if I can find it real quick. I'm just on oh, the
0: baseball spot. I know what uh, was. Yoan Moncada has been someone I've looked at in, in the best ball drafts. And, you know, he he came up as a top prospect at 25 home runs in 2019 and kind of hasn't had that since. So if he can find something, I, I wouldn't mind taking a flyer on him late.
1: Yeah, he's a guy that's shown kind of the ability to do a little bit of everything. He's just kind of inconsistent. And so I haven't done it 25, but I wouldn't hate moving him up. But then again, like these later down rankings, everybody is kind of jumbled up. I got him at 25. I got birdie at 26. I got Urias at 27, but I love the triple position eligibility for Urias. Yeah. Birdie's even a guy birdie could go up higher too. He plays second, third shortstop and outfield, but I heard that he's a bench player now
0: yeah he's he just gets steals so that's always good for
1: yeah like, steals, there were, there, a, no okay there, average
0: there were times when last season I rostered him just to try to get some steals, and like his average is horrible, he doesn't play all <laughs> the time it's so it, it, he's it's a mess there
1: uh let's see my stat that I was trying to.
0: And steals, uh, as we talked about, might be watered down a bit now with the bigger bases and pickoff rules. So you could see more guys getting more steals, and people like Birdie and, and other guys that are just steals focused won't be as valuable.
1: That's true. I'm curious to see how that works out. Are they, this is going to come off as a dumb question because this is something I should know, but I don't. Are, are the bigger bases in spring training too? Yeah.
0: I, w- I would assume so.
1: I would assume so too, but I didn't want to just like say that and then be completely wrong because i haven't checked before this but i guess that's something to keep an eye on is spring training to see like if they are the bigger bases then we'll get an idea of how just yeah. how cheap steals are going to be before you really have to do some of your drafts unless you're a dgen like we are and you're drafting already
0: yeah yeah definitely
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh but uh i think that's all i got for my rankings you want to plug the show a little bit
0: yeah, make sure you follow us on Twitter uh, at Fake Baseball. As I said, top of the show. Subscribe to uh, Baseball Money Is Fake, a Fantasy Baseball Podcast, on whichever podcast platform you're listening on, and uh, make sure you leave us a five star rating and review as well. It helps us grow the show, helps the uh, show get to more people.
1: Yeah, we we see all you guys listening, all the new people coming in. We can we can see the numbers. We like what we're seeing. If we could get a couple more of those reviews and stuff, that would be awesome. It it Mm -hmm. means a lot, and it goes a long way towards helping us grow and get bigger in the future, bring on bigger guests, uh, do more shows, all kinds of things. And so any help you can give us, we appreciate. But as always, follow us on Twitter at Baseball, the coolest at on Twitter. You can follow me on Twitter at Balake, B-U-H-H-L-O-C-K-A-Y-E.
0: You can follow me on Twitter at rgilbertsop. And we'll catch you guys next time. Peace.